Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Reading from Philippians 3 today in verse 17 is what it says. Online as well, grateful for you. Thanks for joining in. Why don't you as well turn into your Bible, stay with us, stay engaged receive wherever you're at. We're excited that you're a part of church too. Hundreds of people attending church online on a Sunday in our church, which is amazing and we're grateful. All right, Philippians 3 verse 17, the Apostle Paul says this, brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. And they glory in their shame. Listen to it. With minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. I want to say that again. But our citizenship is in heaven. And from it, we await a Savior. The Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him to be subject to all things to himself. Come on, let's pray. God, we thank you this morning for your word. Father, we thank you for what it does in our lives. And God, we're grateful today as we consider your word, as we look to it. Father, we thank you that you're going to speak to your people today. God, I pray that if people are desperate for a word today, that if there's desperation, Lord, that you're going to impart something amazing, Lord. Father, we just have that kind of expectation that this doesn't have to be like any other church service we've been a part of. This doesn't have to be like a message that we've just heard another message, but this can be truly life-changing because your word stands forever, God. Everything else will fade, but your word will always be here and we can build our lives on it. Lord, we thank you for your word today and we pray for colonial kids that you would Take your word and that you would impart into them, Lord, faith in Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen. Amen. I was recently having a conversation with a friend of mine on text message. A friend of mine who lives in, he lives in Augusta, Georgia, and he used to live in Australia. And we were talking about Australia. I was reminiscing about the old country, (laughs) chatting with him and talking about it. He lived there for a period of time and Obviously, I'm from Australia, and we were talking about how it's going to be great to be able to go and visit. And he asked me, he said, hey, have you got anything planned? Is anything set up? Are you heading back? And I said, oh, I'm thinking about, at the moment, heading back there and maybe taking a visit and, you know, seeing family and friends and whatnot. And then I asked him, I was like, do you have any plans to go? Are you planning on going back to Australia? And he said this, he said, I don't think so, because it's restricted right now. He said, I don't think so because you can't get in right now. And I was like, yeah, man, I I didn't think about that. And I guess being Australian, it didn't really dawn on me that you couldn't get in. And he said this to me and just made me think about this whole series. He said this, he said, yeah, being a citizen helps you. And I started thinking about eternity and this series we're in and this verse where the Apostle Paul He says these words. He says, don't be like them 
They glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. Look at it. But our citizenship is in heaven. Paul uses the word citizen to describe our place in heaven. Your place in heaven. So the title of the message today is Citizenship Helps. Come on, write it down. Citizenship helps you. So I want to talk today about what it means to be a citizen of heaven, but still be here on earth. A citizen of heaven, but still be living this life that we live. I want to show you a couple of verses about citizenship in the New Testament. Acts 21, verse 39, Paul replied, I'm a Jew from Tarsus in Sicilia, a citizen of no obscure city. I beg you, permit me to speak with the people. Ephesians 2 and verse 19, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. Acts 22 and verse 28, the tribune answered him, I bought this citizenship for a large sum. Paul said, but I am a citizen by birth. Paul uses this word on purpose. He uses this word when he's writing these letters, he uses this parallel between citizenship in a city and citizenship in Rome and citizenship in a place in a earthly country with citizenship in heaven. Why? Well, citizenship in Bible times was actually a really big deal. To be a citizen of an established city was actually a very, very big deal. It was an indicator of someone's value, political value. It was an indicator of someone's social value. It was actually an indicator of someone's human value. This is why when Jesus in the Beatitudes explains how we can be human... (laughs) that it's not based on political status or your citizenship. But citizenship became a thing under Alexander the Great and continued into the Roman era. And citizenship developed during this time. That's why Paul uses it. In fact, in Rome, there were actually different levels of citizenship. Here in our country, in this time, it's just like you're just a citizen or you're not a citizen. But in, in the Roman time, there were actually multiple levels of citizenship. Let me give them to you. There was the emperor... The big cheese, the one in charge. Then there was the Senate or the ruling class. And then there was the equestrian order, which was the local prefects and the local rulers that that took care of the major provinces. And they were very high up. And then there was the municipalities and that was the smaller cities. So there was the bigger cities and then there was the smaller areas. And the citizens of the small areas, it's interesting, they were given citizenship by birth but they didn't have the same political uh, privileges as people of the larger cities. There was this almost this separation between them. There was also the military. The military were obviously citizens as well. And then at the very bottom, there was a class of citizenship called the freedmen. And these were former slaves that they'd been freed to a certain status, but these, these, this group were only ever freed to the status of quarter or half citizen, and you could buy your way up. They didn't have the same social status, and they had absolutely no political status at all. And in the Roman Empire specifically, you could buy and you could trade citizenship. You could move up. You could move up to a higher level. 
And often someone would use their entire life savings so that the next generation would be able to be born as citizens. And being born a citizen of Rome had incredible privilege and value and literally caused someone's very life to be considered of more value than another person. That's why Paul makes the distinction when he's talking to the authority. He says, well, I bought this citizenship with a large sum. But Paul says, but I'm a citizen by birth. There's a difference between the two. So when the Apostle Paul writes about citizenship, he's giving us a picture as Christians. This is what it means. It means that being a citizen of heaven carries with it identity. It carries with it authority. But most of all, it carries with it value. There's value. And sometimes we can just you know, be spiritual and say it, but we've got to understand that there's actually something in this. There's something that we can learn about who we are now as believers in Jesus Christ and that our citizenship helps us. It's something to cherish. It's something that's been imparted to us that has become who we are because of Jesus Christ and the cross of Christ. It's what's happened to you And to me, this is what Paul told the Gentiles in Ephesians 2. In verse 12, he says, remember, this is a good practice for us to do. He says, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. In other words, you were not in but you were out. You were strangers. You were separated. You were not part of heaven. You had no access to heaven. You were completely separated. But who's thankful today but God? Who's grateful today that Jesus stepped down from heaven and came into the world? And now we have the Apostle Paul, the greatest apostle who ever lived, penning a letter, and in it says we are citizens of heaven. Everything has changed. When our citizens and our citizenship helps us, we're living as citizens of heaven with rights purchased by the life of another, Jesus Christ. So I wanted today just to take a moment and take a parallel between citizenship at this time and then citizenship for us today as believers, as citizens of heaven. Some parallels you'll be able to see. Number one, how to live as a citizen of heaven. Here we go. Number one, use your papers. What's the very first thing when you go to a foreign country they ask for? They ask for your passport. They give me your documents. As citizens of heaven, we've got to use our papers. And just like a passport document states that you're a citizen of a country, listen very carefully, your Bible states and therefore proves that you are a citizen of heaven. But how often do you use your papers? How often do you get out your passport document? My papers will state, first of all, who I am. They identify who I am. The Word of God, my papers, tells you who I am. If you're struggling today, not knowing who you are, what your purpose is, can I just tell you before you go to social media? And allow the world to tell you who you are. You've got to go to your, your passport. You've got to go to your documents. You've got to go to your papers. Because your papers say this is who you are. 
that you're a child of God, that you were bought with a price. And King David said it in Psalm 139, verse 14. You've heard the verse if you've been in church. It says, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. In other words, you're not a mistake. You're not a random error. It wasn't just like, oh, okay, you're here. No, you're fearfully, wonderfully made. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. There's someone in here today, and you need to hear this, that there is a purpose for your life. You're not a mistake. You're not an error, that God has a plan for your life. There is blessing that is ahead, that He loves you. He created you, and you're here for Him. You're a citizen of heaven. We've got to use our papers. My papers will state, first of all, where I, who I am. Then my papers will state where I'm from. They'll tell you what place I came from. On my passport, it says that I am a citizen. I was born. I am from the great Southland of the Holy Spirit, <laughs> Australia. <laughs> my country. That's where I'm from. And I love that on my passport, it says that's where I'm from. Born in Port Macquarie, which is the northern suburbs, the northern coast of the state of New South Wales, and I love that it says that's where I'm from. But you know, that's my earthly document. That's my earthly document, and one time, at some point, that earthly document is going to mean nothing. But you know what? I have my heavenly document, and it tells me exactly where I'm from. This is my testimony. This is my story. When you read the Bible, it reveals to you how far you've come. Much like stamps in a passport, my Bible teaches me the more I read it, how incredible the grace of God has been in my life. When I read the Bible and the more that I read it, it reads me. It tells me where I've come from. It tells me, man, I've been on a journey, but God has been with me my whole life. From the streets of wherever you came from, God has been with you your whole life as you read your testimony of grace over and over and over again. It'll dawn on you, man, I'm a citizen of heaven. Isn't it incredible? Titus 3 and verse 5. This is it right here. He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy and the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Your papers are going to tell you where you came from. Something else your papers will state is where you reside. That's something that you see on your passport document. It says where you live, where you reside. Your papers will make sense of where you are currently at in life. What season you're in. You know, if you're in here today and you're struggling to work out what you're doing, you're struggling to work out what your season is, you're confused maybe about what's going on, you know, as a citizen of heaven, you can find out very quickly. You use your papers. You read the Word. And it's amazing how the Word of God shows us and clearly teaches us where we're at, where we're at right now. Allow the Word of God to shape the understanding of where you are and what God is doing right now. How can I use my papers? Well, first thing you can do is you can claim the Scriptures for your life. Have you got a life verse? I've got a life verse. I've got 400 of them. I feel like every year I get a new life verse. 
because I just get all consumed with my papers, with my document, with my, the Word of God. Know the Word. Know what the Word says about who you are. So number one, as we live as citizens of heaven, we can use our papers. Number two, you've got to honour the king as a citizen. At this time, it was, it was expected, citizens were expected at this time to live with some form of adoration, some form of worship, some form of honour for the king, the ruling authority. That was an expectation that was placed on citizens at that time. It said something about you. If you're a citizen of that place, it said something about who you belong to. That if you're a citizen and you declared yourself as a citizen, then you were saying, I belong to that king. It's interesting though, because worship was expected. Worship is defined as the practice of expressing praise, thanksgiving, adoration to a deity or perhaps a regent or a king. You know, you belong to a king. With citizenship comes a sense of belonging. When you become a citizen, you become a person who is naturalized or inducted into or with an allegiance to the governing authority. So at this time, it would have been the emperor. It would have been the king. And it would have been normal at this time to honor Caesar like like you would honor God. He was considered to be God, deity at that time. But we have a king. You and I, we have a king and his name is Jesus. And as citizens of our home country of heaven, we worship, we practice the expression of praise. You know, when we come into church on a Sunday morning and songs are sung, you know, they don't just have to be songs that just get sung. They can be worship as an expression to honour the King as citizens of heaven, to honour the King and say, with my life, I choose to honour and to adore and ascribe value to my King. But we don't just honour a King. He's not just a King. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Revelation 19, 16, look at what it says, on his robe and on his thigh, he has a name. Written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. As citizens of heaven, we should honor our King. You know, I think it's just a good practice to call Jesus King Jesus. To just call him King Jesus, just in prayer time, in conversation. When I'm speaking with our staff sometimes, I'll talk about King Jesus. We, t- we refer to Jesus as friend. We refer to him as savior. We refer to him as shepherd. Can I encourage you? It's a good practice to honor the king. Call him king. Because what you do when you do that, you declare to your spirit, to your soul, to everyone around you, he is my king. He's my king of kings. He's my Lord of lords. He's King Jesus. And as we do that, you declare the majesty of Jesus over your life as a citizen of heaven. What are some ways we can honour the king as citizens? And these are all eternal values. The first thing we can do, I just talked about, we can worship him. We can ascribe our value. Why? Because we're ascribing our value to an eternal king. To worship earthly things is futile because they will end. Jesus will never end. That's why we can worship him. We can talk about him. You know, it should be a feature. It was a feature of Rome that people would just talk about the emperor. 
That in conversation, you would talk about the emperor. You would, you would, in conversation, in social settings, you would just talk about the emperor. We should talk about Jesus everywhere we go. We should declare his majesty to the people that don't know him yet. We should just talk about Jesus everywhere we go. It should just be our native tongue as citizens of heaven to just say, man, can I tell you, man, God has been so kind to me. God has been blessing my life. Man, it's just amazing. Every corner I turn, I see God working. This is our native tongue as citizens. There's a language of heaven. We should talk about God. Can I just encourage you? Talk about God everywhere you go because God will use it. To talk about Jesus, our King, and to be his people that declare with our words that he is, we can honor him. Another way we can worship him as citizens of heaven is we can give to him. Citizens were expected to pay taxes, to, 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 to distribute to the king, that it would just be expected. And Jesus even talked to him. He said, hey, you give Caesar what is his, but you've, you give God what is God's. But can I just encourage you, one way we can worship the king, we can honor the king in our lives, is we can give sacrificially to the king. And as we pour out, maybe financially pour out with our time, can I just encourage you, it's not wasted. It's not a dead end. But there's eternity that's happening in this moment. That eternity, people's eternities are being changed. People's eternities are being reshaped because we decide to give to our eternal king and honor him. So number one, we can use our papers as citizens of heaven, we can honor the king. And number three, we can use our status. Do you know you have a status as a citizen of heaven? You have sky miles. I thought that was pretty good. Pretty happy with the response. But hey, you have a status. I have a status. This is your status. It's divine status. Write this down. As a citizen of heaven, I live on earth with divine status. This isn't arrogant. This isn't, I'm not pulling this from somewhere outside the Bible. It's in the word of God that you and I, we have divine privileges as believers. We have a certain status as citizens of heaven that we actually can live in a way knowing that we are set apart, that we are sanctified, that we are, we are set aside. If you're in a space or a place with unbelievers and you feel a little bit different, can I just encourage you? Divine status. Yeah. You're in that moment on purpose, on mission. You're supposed to be there. Yes, it should feel a little bit strange because you aren't like them. You have status. You're a citizen of heaven. And it means you can walk differently on this earth. You have divine Privileges. Let me tell you today what your status is. You're not a slave. You're not even a freedman. You're not even a client king or a military leader. You're not even part of the council or the municipalities or the ruling class. It's better than that. Are you ready? You're in the family of God. You're called a son, Scripture says. You're called a daughter. You've been adopted into the inner circle, the family of God, your citizenship of heaven carries divine status. 
and it's been bought with the highest of price. Romans 8, verse 15. says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, listen to it, as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Why does it say Abba Father? Because he's trying, to, he's trying to explain, he's trying to get us to understand like a child looks to a father in childlike faith. That's the relationship that we now have with our Heavenly Father. Talk about status. Talk about divine status. You carry, you carry papers, you carry a document, you carry something that God has done on the inside of you that means you walk around with the status of a son or a daughter. Romans 5 and verse 2, Through Him we have also obtained access by faith into, into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Ephesians 2 and verse 18, Through Him, through him we have access in one spirit to the Father. And let me show you this one last verse, Hebrews 4 and verse 16. It says, Let us then with confidence draw near, come close, be brought in to the inner circle of God's grace, to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know who you are? You can say, I'm, I'm, not, I'm a citizen of no obscure city. What's your obscure city that you're from? It's no, no obscure city, it's heaven. And in here, I carry, the Bible calls it circumcision of the heart. You've been given a new heart. You've been given a new spirit. It's turned on inside of you and you are now a citizen of heaven that can walk the streets of earth different because of who you are, because of what God has done in your life, because you've been bowled over by grace. There are moments where I just walk, I walk through life and there are just moments where I get stopped in my tracks by grace. When was the last time you were stopped in your tracks by the grace of God? Where you just, you came around it all over again. You're like, oh my goodness, I don't deserve any of this. But because Jesus stepped out of heaven, gave his life as the perfect sacrifice for you and for me, he has purchased my citizenship on my behalf and I did nothing. That's the status that we carry. That's the goodness of God. There's nothing that you need to do. There's nothing that you can do. You just have status as a citizen of heaven, living on earth in Jesus' name. Would you stand with me? I feel like it's time we started using our status more. A son, a daughter, with rights to everything that God has to offer. When Jesus told the story of the prodigal, the reckless son, he talks about this father that's always looking, that's always got his eyes looking for his son to return home. That's you and that's me. Returning and being given grace, being given the ring on the finger, being given the robe and the feast. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how far gone you might be right now. 
but God's ready to receive you, no matter where you're at, no matter what it looks like. Let's pray. God, we love you. Thank you for the opportunity to be called citizens of heaven, Lord. Father, I pray that we would never forget it. Father, I pray right now that we would get an understanding, a revelation all over again, that as we walk these days, whatever time we have left on this earth, Lord, we can use our status, God, as citizens of heaven, knowing that we worship and we serve a King, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, God. Help us to understand that we're set apart for Your glory and Your purpose, God, to tell the world about this incredible thing called grace, the grace of God, which has been bestowed on us in Jesus' Name. Come on, let's lift our hands right now. Let's worship our kings. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.